Tunaboot. Ah, uh, hello. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome back to Tunaboot. It is 2022. At the time of recording, it isn't, but by the time of listening, this is going to be 2022. How fucking exciting. We made it to another year. Are we in lockdown? Are we free to go about? I don't know. I'm not there yet. Who cares? We're coming into 2022 hard and strong. Got a couple of exciting things for you today. Once again, I'm acting the fucking compare for this fucking podcast because no one else has got time. This is going to be the last episode, hopefully, that is solo. And maybe, maybe even the last episode of season four. We'll find out. We're on 35 episodes this season, so, you know... We're giving fucking Grey's Anatomy a run for its money in lengthy seasons these days, but that's okay. So, what have we got coming up today? I'm glad you asked. Firstly, I thought, we're all missing Jim. He's been away for a while, so I've given a wee segment of Jim's 2020 roundup from last year's Christmas, uh, last year's New Year special. And this one is all about a band that he started listening to and a music taste. Now, we all know how much Jim loved talking about music in the podcast in the past, and how much he would be remiss to not have it heard again and again. So hopefully for our new listeners, you can listen to a bit of what we did last year when we were speaking about the stuff we enjoyed and pop that into, uh, and put that in your mind because soon we're going to do it for the shit we listened to this year. Yes, yes we are. Very exciting. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through everything that we are, our most anticipated films, TV shows, books, and music that's coming out this year. I found some lists. They're not my own most anticipated. They're lists online. I'll talk about them for a little bit. And that's going to be our podcast for today, which is absolutely smashing, isn't it? Isn't it smashing? It totally is. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Before all that, like and subscribe at RealTuna underscore boot on the old Instagram. You can follow us there. Get see what us not if you are up to. Not much, I just post episodes in that, usually late, but it's always nice to see what pictures I've made. Pretty pictures for all the pretty Instagrams. We're also on Facebook, which posts the exact same as Instagram, but have a look at us there. Like at our posts. Have a look at us on whatever uh, streaming service you're listening to. Follow us, rate us, five stars. This is a five-star podcast, if ever I've heard one, with Three of the laziest people to ever have to sit in front of a microphone and can't all find time together. Uh, Obviously, in 2022, I can promise you that there's going to be less moving about and hopefully more times where more than one of us can come in. Last Last week, we had Liam wrapping 2021 for us. This year, we've got me unwrapping 2022. But before all that, yes, before all that, fucking hell, I don't think I've taken a breath in three minutes. Before all that, let's take you back to a simpler time. Tuna Boot Season 3, halfway through it. And let's listen to Jim talk about a band that he found. Alright, so uh, for things, albums that came out this year, we had the Halloween's album, Morning Kiss at the Acropolis, which is... uh, J, uh, not J. What's his name? For the vaccines, what's his name? I forgot his name. I am from the vaccines, guy. Mm-hmm. J. Him. Justin. Not J. Yeah, Justin. It's J. It, 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 and he's got a last name as well. Um, him. Not time. 
No. <laughs> I'm, I'm editing this. What's it? Justin Young, isn't it? In the door. Right. <clears throat> Start that again. I right, so Halloween's the uh, side project of Justin Young and some other guy. Uh, that album came out this year. Very much enjoyed that. Try to get a hold of the vinyl, but I cannot. So anyone anyone knows, let me know. Seafret's second album came out this year. Most of us are strangers. That was really good. Uh, Pearl Jam's new album, Gigaton, Gigaton, Gigaton. However you want to pronounce it, <laughs> I enjoyed that very much. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Alexandra Saviour's second album as well. The Archer mm. was this year, mm. Mm. which I enjoyed very much. It was a very good album. I think I think Jim took more from this podcast than we have. Yeah, I well, agree. Did, did, well, these are all these these are all things that like we're all aware of them, but we, don't, we never really bring it up in Tuna Book because it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're trying to be cool and like oh, well, we have you ever heard of this? Or or I'm not. I'm like oh, Rolling Stones are good, aren't they? Um, that's why we stopped doing it because it's shit <laughs> Rolling Stones are cool no I love Rolling Stones got all the time in the world for them but you know it turns out loads of people already know who they are <laughs> I'd go figure but um, <laughs> no, the, the one album that I really want to talk about uh, that I discovered actually not last year I've actually only really discovered it this week mm-hmm. but I just want to talk about it because it's the best thing ever and it's an album called Maggot Brain by Funkadelic from 1971 so the uh, Funkadelic are were a sort of blues soul psychedelic rock and funk band mm-hmm. all in one and in this album Maggot Brain there's basically just the whole spectrum of that happens within it and the first song which is the title track lasts for 10 minutes and the guy who's the guitarist whose name escapes you I've got it here Eddie Hazel was the guitar one of the guitarists and in this 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 song, Maggot Brain, he just goes. It's just, it's like just it's just guitar heaven. Just the tone mm-hmm. of it is just so good, and it's so sort of Hendrix esque, but even maybe even but different. It's his own yeah. thing, and the whole album's just wild. And it's a, to quote you, Liam, or to use one of your phrases. I hope you don't mind. Mm-hmm. It is wild, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I just I, I'm I'm so obsessed with it right now. I just I just want everyone to listen to it because it's so good. Don't know what that sound was, but I think it's probably okay. So, my goodness, what is happening? I'm so sorry, my phone just keeps on... uh, Phone keeps on buzzing. Prulith's just done a Desert Island Discs, and the PM reserves possibility of further restrictions is what just came up. Monday 20th of December, you heard it here first. As I just heard it here, the now. So, like I said, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to look ahead. Because fuck looking back, it's depressing and it's upsetting. Let's look ahead. 2022, let's see what we have to look forward to. So, what would you like to start off with? Anticipated series, anticipated movies, or anticipated returning series? Well, let's look at returning series first, because that sort of leads us back and into the fourth. Not like that. That doesn't make sense. We've gone mad. We've gone fucking crazy. So, what's the most anticipated returning series of 2022? In number 10 is The Boys. Of course it fucking is. The Boys is amazing. If you've not watched The Boys, watch The Boys. Proper superhero show at its best. Absolutely fucking brilliant. 
Uh, I can't recommend it enough, to be honest with you. I absolutely love the boys. The crazy Homelander fella, boof. And Huey, boof. And the butcher, boof. <laughs> they just go around and go boof a lot. Like boys. It's all about boys being boys, isn't it? Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> then at number nine, we've got the crown. Now, the crown's a massive thing, and I am sure. Dear listeners out there, there's one of you listening that definitely loves the crowns. Like, ah, oh, it's brilliant. It's all about the queen and her pals, that like the king, not the king, the princes and all that, our family, not our pal. <clears throat> but that's coming back as well. So that's kind of exciting, I suppose. Will I watch it? No. Am I anticipating its return? No. Anyway, number eight, Rick and Morty. Of course, Rick and Morty's bloody brilliant the last season that they released last year what where they like destroyed the citadel and all the time continuum bollocks that they talk about that was mental that was mental i'd i'd replace the crown with the doctor who specials because i'm quite excited for them starting on new year's day with eve of the Daleks. by the time this is here that's out maybe you want to let me know what you thought email us mr at gmail.com and you can email me and tell me what you thought about doctor who if you're having a quiet day <laughs> Number seven, Stranger Things. Long time list, um, list liver for me is Stranger Things. Never watched it as of yet. My sis does. She says it's good. Folks say it's good. I think it's been away for a little while, so that's exciting. I'm excited for it to come back for other people. More so than The Crown, so I agree with its position. Less so than The Boys, so I disagree with that position on this list. Um, this list is from IMDb. Ah, uh, there we go. At number six, Shadow and Bone. Now, I'm going to have to give this a little goog because I don't, I have no idea what Shadow and Bone is. It's definitely something. Definitely something. I just never heard of it before. Definitely something. I just never heard of it before. Let's get a little bit of Shadow and Bone. Oh, it's a Netflixy one. Oh, is that the one with the mad uh, reindeer fella? <laughs> Fans of the podcast won't know what I mean. Me neither. Uh, sinister forces plot against a young soldier after she reveals a magical power that may unite her world. Um, number five, The Mandalorian. I have nothing else to say about that, and it doesn't pique my interest, to be honest. The Mandalorian at number five. I'm pretty excited for that as well, see where it'll go. I think that a fella in a mask uh, moping about for, you know, eight hours every year is much more entertaining than it should be, but actually works really well. And at number four, we have, of course, the final season of Peaky Blinders. Old Killian. Killian, 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 doing his best with we flat on flat cop, and he's doing his all gong stuff, and he went a bit mental in the last one, didn't he? So I watched uh, Peaky Blinders. Would it be in last year now or the year before? It was definitely this year or last year, uh, one of the lockdown years, and yeah, I think it's pretty good. So I will be hotly tuning into that. Number three, American Horror Story. Still still going, that one, and still anticipated, which is, you know, great. Uh, I, it, it feels like they're beating a dead horse with that one, to be honest now. 
But yeah, there it is. American Horror Story. It, good luck to yourselves if you're excited for that. I hope it's everything you want it to be. At number two, we've got Briggerton. Bridgerton. I never watched... I don't get it. Period drama in it. We had sexy fella in it. Uh, who's not in this one now. I don't know. It... Look, like what you like, but that that shit just doesn't. I, I look, I, I don't get me wrong. I'm sure if I watched it, I'd be like, "Hey, that's good," but I haven't watched it, so I'm not going to be like, "Hey, that's good." I'm going to be like, "Eh, well, you know." And a number one, and I totally agree with this one. Good old Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is a show about a football coach from America coming over to teach to coach a football team of British footballers. Uh, Jason Sudeikis is a uh, absolute king in it. It's amazing. Absolutely out of this world. One of the best TV shows uh, to come out in recent years. Fair play, Apple TV. You're beaten only by Disney Plus and what they're bringing out, I reckon, content-wise. Ted Lasso is fantastic and I can't wait to see what they do next with. I am slightly worried that they're going to... Uh, it's going to become one of these long-running sitcoms that maybe drags drags out a bit by the end. I reckon they've got two or three more seasons of it left, and then I'd be like, leave well enough alone. But hopefully they do that. Who knows? It's so successful, and it's just fabulous. Uh, Jason Sudeikis is unreal. I can't tell you how good that man is in it, and how just fantastic the whole thing is, yeah. And then that's it. Most anticipated returning ones. The dull stuff over. Shall we move on to most anticipated new series of 2022? Now, no surprise, 90% of these are from comic books or adaptations of film franchises or of other TV shows. So we'll start at number 10 with The Moon Knight. Moon Knight with Oscar Isaac, the most hard-hitting and grittle, 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 <laughs> gripping, gritty, gritty, gripping, hard-hitting, almost R-rated Marvel thing that Marvel have ever done since they did Marvel things. It's gonna be a bit more Netflixy, like all the Netflix ones, like how Iron Fist was brutal. I wasn't brutal. Iron Fist was pretty much dog shit. But more like Daredevil-y, I'm totally down for. Oscar Isaac, big fan. So let's, yeah, let's get excited for that one. Number nine is Peacemaker. I've watched the trailer. I'm not sure. Be honest with you. I think it'll probably be good. I like James Gunn. I like what he did with Suicide Squad. I find the man a little bit up himself, but you've got to have that cockiness when you know what you're doing. So... Let's see how Peacemaker goes. I think, I, I mean, Cena did a pretty good job and they've got some good, they've got some good casts in it. They've got, I can't remember her name out of Orange is the New Black. They've got an eagle, which I think will be quite funny. And give me any sort of avian humour and I'm a happy, happy man. So there we go. A little bit about me there if you haven't re- listened to much of the podcast. Sure, there's a episode where we talk about chickens in one of the first talk bits I do. Um, listen to that because that's me all excited about chickens because I like chickens. <laughs> Number eight is Miss Marvel, yet another Marvel TV show. Uh, you won't be surprised that the three that are confirmed 
to come out in 2022 of the Marvel TV shows are all on here. Miss Marvel's about the young Kamala Khan, who's a fan of uh, Captain Marvel becoming a superhero, is all I know about it. Um, but yeah, it looks really good. Then at number seven, She-Hulk. Ah, She-Hulk's going to be exciting because Ruffalo's in it and so is, what is it, Tatiana Maslany is the uh, new lead, the one from Orphan Black, which I've not watched, so I just know she's in it. But she's also in, was it uh, Perry Mason that I watched, which was okay, but she was pretty good in it. So I'm excited for that. She goes all green, mad in it. And... <laughs> Um, I look Marvel knock it out of the park with these things. This is meant to be a law comedy sort of thing. She'll break the fourth wall. Rumors of, uh, or as there always are for Marvel things, of Daredevil coming into it. I am down for that if he's back in it as well, because I think it's a law thing. So it's like Marvel does law and order. You need more than one lawyer. We have a lawyer. He's a bit blind, but you know, basically other. He, He's the blind arm of the law. Something like that. That's not a saying. Anyway, number six, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I, I, I actually forgot that this was coming out this year, and I think it's going to be great. You've got, uh, I was about to say Hans Christian Andersen coming back. So, yeah, Hans Christian Andersen's coming back as Anakin Skywalker, all delimbed, which is exciting. Obviously, you've got the immortal Ewan McGregor coming back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I'm sure there's going to be a few more surprises. Bit, uh, bit of hope, you know, for an old Windu coming back, Mace Windu, although he's meant to be dead. Uh, Ashoka from the new Ashoka show, which isn't on here, which is quite interesting, because I thought that might be. But yeah, the Star Wars series, there's only one out, but the Book of Boba Fett comes out soon um, this year, which is probably why it's not on here. And I'm quite excited for that one, so we'll see how this one goes. Number five, The Last of Us, based on that game, innit? Nothing to say about that. Not here nor there. Very few games have been adapted well into shows or movies. I can't name many, if any. So it's a risk, but we'll see. I mean, people love The Last of Us, don't they? I've never played it, but... We'll see how that goes when it comes onto a TV show. And number four is The Sandman, which I believe is a DC or a Vertigo comic done by uh, big old Gaiman, Neil Gaiman, who's uh, a fab writer. So yeah, totally, I'd be up for that. I think that's a Netflixy one that's coming, which, you know, I'd be up for seeing. If it's anything like Preacher, then I'm a happy man because Preacher was outstanding show. Number three, Pam and Tommy. Can't wait for this one. Hope we can get it not by paying for Hulu in the UK because it looks so good. Lily James and Sebastian Stan speaking about Pamela Anderson and Tommy, a drummer from somewhere. I can't remember what his last name was, the drummer that it's about, and their old relationship and sexy tapes and all that stuff. Mm. Which I think is going to be really good. Uh, I rate Sebastian Stan quite highly, so I'm yeah, excited about that. Number two, the Lord of the Rings series. Probably going to be the most expensive TV show uh, ever made. Very exciting, though. Big fan of Lord of the Rings. I'm excited to see what they do with it. I have no idea. I'm keeping away from it, I think. No idea anything about what it's about. But, yeah, I can see that. And number one, oh, House of the Dragon. 
Game of Thrones coming back. I was a fan of Game of Thrones. Obviously, the less we say about the ending, the better. Probably for most people. Ah, it's okay. Uh, but House of the Dragon. I think that's got Matt Smith in it. And I'm a big Matt Smith fan, so absolutely down for it. Now, that's that. Let's move on. <laughs> no surprise that most of the most anticipated movies of 2022 are also based on comics or based on sequels or stuff like that. At number 10, we've got The Flash with Ezra Miller and uh, Keanu's coming back and as Batman and Ben Affleck's coming back as Batman and God, who else? I don't know. Chris Christian Bale's coming back as Batman and... and Adam West is posthumously coming back as Batman and and Mark Hamill's going to be Batman as well just to get another Batman in there and Jared Leto's going to be Aquaman and the Joker and Sasha Cal as uh, Supergirl is quite good though and Ezra Miller seems to be in it twice so there's going to be a couple of flashes in there but that fucking film's been on the go for ever they've been trying to do it so, you know, good on them for finally getting there. Got the Uncharted movie uh, starring Spider-Man, which will be good, I'm sure. Again, based on a, a game that's not always worked out, so let's see how they go. I think Uncharted's a game, isn't it? I don't really know. I just got a Nintendo Switch, so they're the only games I know. I can Mario Kart your arse off, but other than that, I ain't got a fucking scoop. Mario Kart your arse off isn't a phrase... Uh, at number eight, Tom Cruise does stunt seven. At number seven, it's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which is my most anticipated film of the year after seeing uh, No Way Home. No spoilers for that, but I can't fucking wait for Doctor Strange. It's going to be me mental. It's going to be absolutely crazy. And they're finished their reshoots. They're going in at Benny C. You've got Lizzie O. You've got... Benny Wu, you, you know, all the guys are there and there's so many rumours and excitement that yeah, six months from now it's coming out, I can't bloody hold my arse in for that one. Lots of arse related things, I get excited about this stuff, what are you going to do? At number six it's Jurassic World Dominion, the new Jurassic World starring Chris Pratt and uh, Bryce uh, Dallas Howard and... Uh, oh, this is the one that Sam Neill and Laura Dern and uh, Jeff Goldblum are back for, which is exciting. Hopefully Jeff Goldblum does more than speak in a room for five minutes. Um, the last Jurassic World film really was just a setup to this film. So this film better be fucking great. I do love that in this top ten most anticipated movies, the new Harry Potter one's nowhere to be seen. Because I'll watch it, but, you know, we're, we're moving on. Uh, the next one, Killers of the Flower Moon. I have heard about this, but I can't remember what it's about. But this is a, this is a genuinely probably quite an exciting one. Who is it that's directing it? Is this a Tarantino? Or, yeah, I think it might be or something like that. Let's find out. Scorsese. It's a Scorsese, not a Tarantino. And it's got Leo uh, in it, obviously, because it's Scorsese. 
It's got Robbie De Niro in it, obviously, because it's a Scorsese. It's got Jesse Plemons, who's very good, and Brendan Fraser. Very exciting. I've not watched the trailer for it. When's it coming out? Because that is a... Oh, it's been it's been released, but it's not properly released till 2022. Yeah, that'll be it. Um, I can't... I, I mean, Scorsese film. I'm there. Get, get Take my money now. <laughs> Which is why it'll be on this list. Uh, and number four, it's Tom Cruise does stunts from a different film. Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Can't be arsed. Number three, Thor Love and Thunder. Again, Taika coming back to do that is going to be fucking hilarious. It's going to be brilliant. I can't wait. Number two, Scream. Not a horror film, man. Uh, Huey from The Boys is in it. And Courtney Cox is back in it. And Ooze Scream is like a thing they're doing. Ooze behind the mask. We've seen it. We've all watched the superhero film. We get it. And at number one, it's The Batman. Uh, starring none of the Batman that are in The Flash. Not None of the seven Batman that are in The Flash. Uh, the trailers look fucking awesome for it, though. And I quite like Robert Pattinson. So he, he acted really well in the pointlessly confusing Tenet. So, yeah, I'm totally up for that. Exciting. Lots of good films. Lots of very saturated with comic book stuff, but that's to be expected these days. A um, couple of books on the Time website have a few books to be excited for. Um, so you've got To Paradise by Hanya Yanagihara. Uh, with, it's, uh follows her 2015 novel, A Little Life. Um, it's a deeply vulnerable exploration of love and loss. No, that was, yeah, love and loss. Tracing three fantastical, heartbreaking narratives across different timelines. That sounds right up my street. I'm not going to lie. I just picked out of the thin air, and I'm very excited for that. That's out on the 11th of January. I'd be getting that one a go. Uh, I'll do five of these. I'll do five books. When I'm Gone, Look For Me in the East by Juan Barry. Uh, so this is demonstrates Barry's flair for examining the metaphysical and transporting readers to faraway places. It's about estranged trained brothers in Mongolia who set out on a journey to find the reincarnation of an important spiritual leader. Ace! Yeah, I'd be down for that as well, actually. That sounds really good. Nice one. Very exciting. So what's that two I've done? Let's do this one. The Trayvon Generation by Elizabeth Alexander. Uh, so it's a expansion of her 2020 New Yorker essay. Uh, examines the experience of a generation of the generation of black kids in America who were born after Trayvon Martin was killed. A generation that has grown up in the glare of racial trauma. With a mother's eye, Alexander provides her perspective. Alexander provides her perspective on the current moment in U.S. history analyzing the past and looking forward to how we can work toward a more hopeful safer future hopefully i really hope so because fucking hell our third episode when we started this podcast was when you know things kicked off uh again well things came into the public eye it's always been kicked off and nothing has happened so build it and fucking fight it yeah young mungo by douglas stewart is the next one who was the guy who wrote Shuggy Bane, which is a really um, well thought of novel. Love it, yeah. So I'm very interested by this one. Not 
read it, uh, Shoggy Bane yet, but it's on the list of uh, Scottish Scottish writers as well, which is always good to know. Young Mungo, a queer love story set in a working class community in Scotland. The novel centres on a first romance between Mungo and James, young men from different religious backgrounds who must hide their relationship from their family and their community. In their real, in their world, hard-edged masculinity reigns supreme, especially for Mungo, whose brother is a lo- is the leader of a local gang. Ace? No, I'm down for that as well. Awesome. Yeah, totally. Love it. Um, and... <laughs> Couple of uh, couple of honourable mentions. Untitled Paul Newman memoir. Very interesting about his recording. Untitled Prince Harry memoir. Not a fucking care in the world about that one. And let's go for Tracy Flick Can't Win by Tom Perotta. So this is... A high school student determined to win student body president. Nearly 25 years later... Oh, so she was in his book Election in 1998, where she tried to, this uh, Tracy Flick tried to win her election. Perotta's returning to Tracy, now a high school assistant principal who's finally up for a promotion. Determined to show her wealth, Tracy again agrees to help choose students to induct into Green Meadow High School's new Hall of Fame. But as her male colleagues insist on honouring Vito Falcone, a former star quarterback with an unremarkable NFL career and probably a Batman villain as well, I think. Tracy is forced into an unwelcome trip down memory lane, re-examining how sexism and male power have continued to impact her own experiences. Fucking ace. Some really interesting books coming out this year. Hopefully that's given you a couple to think about maybe picking up and reading. Um, I am realising that I've actually spoke much longer than I thought I would. So, some anticipated albums for 2022, or some folk who are said to be releasing albums for 2022. Most anticipated one in most places I've seen is Kenny Lamb, Kendrick Lamar. I'm not a fan, but I get it. Father John Misty is meant to be releasing a new album. Amazing. Uh, Big Thief, Dragon New Warm Mountain, I Believe in You. Um, 4AD, it's coming out really soon. Um, That's going to be Ace. Big Thief are great. Rihanna's meant to have a new one out. Great. 1975 are meant to have a new one out. Liam will be happy. Uh, I saw this Mitski fella coming up. Uh, woman coming up. Uh, Laurel Hell is her one. I, I don't know anything. Paramore, apparently. There we go. Awful exciting. Kurt Vile, I'm a big fan of. Australian artist, really good. Arctic Monkeys are meant to have a new one coming out. Fuck yeah. Uh, Fontaine's DC, excellent. Black Midi, uh, we, me and Jim, I don't know if we've said this on the podcast, we once on a train home from a gig, or me, Jim and Liam, I think it was all of us at Cage the Elephant, found a Black Midi t-shirt left on a train, and it's a running joke, so be interesting to see, maybe we'll do an entire episode on Black Midi's back catalogue, who knows. <clears throat> Spiritualize, which was uh, a band that Jim chose for the music video week, Missy Elliott's got something new, fucking hell. Uh, Nilifer Yanya, who I put on the podcast back in the day. Great. Um, who else we got? Death Cab for Cutie. They've just done a cover of uh, Waterfalls. You know, the TLC song. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Take it to the rhythm and the pain that you're used to. So that'll be cool. 
MGMT might have something new coming out. Very exciting. Uh, the Cure? Fuck yeah. Oh, it's going to be a good year for music. Tears for Fears? Cool. Um, Ghostface Killer? Never heard of them. King Hannah? That's one that Liam talks about. He likes them. Elvis Costello and Jack White? Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm down for that. Bit of music to look forward to. It's going to be a good year. 2022 is the year we all get back to it. And I sincerely hope that you all have a really good year. Um, thank you so much for listening to this. I know the last six or so weeks have been a bit higgledy-piggledy with us doing different things and trying new things out to see how we can record without us all being in the same room. We may need to do some more of this when folk are moving or busy, but I'm edging my bets that I've given us a few weeks uh, recording all these that we're going to have something in place to come back to your ears all together in the same room or online and I won't be bloody editing it on let's have a look at the old fateful calendar the 11th of January next week to anyone who's listening to this now the 11th of January 2022 will be our official Christmas New Year in 2022 party with Tuna Boot again like subscribe if I don't have an album recommendation of this week but Father, Son have started releasing new music and their song, Honest to God. It rocks my little mind. I love it. And also, if you want, listen to the Death Cab for Cutie cover of Waterfalls by TLC. Um, really good, really good cover as well. I'm going to shut up. Leave yous for the day. Thank you, Jim and Liam, for letting me use your voices from a previous episode just to pop something that isn't just me in there. And yeah, I will return with the boys next week have a lovely time have a lovely 2022 enjoy yourself tell your friends have a barbecue and you know a, a wine gum or something like that and just have a bloody good one i've been dougal bye watch it dude A bit. Skish, skish, <laughs> belush, motherfuckers. <laughs>